0: take your bibles and open up to the book of romans if you would please and stand with me romans chapter 12 and then we're going to take a look back into luke and romans chapter 12 and verse 14 I'm sorry romans chapter 14 and verse 12 romans chapter 14 and verse 12 the bible says this so then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. In the preceding verse, the Bible reads, for it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. And take a look at the book of Luke, if you would. Luke chapter 19 and verse 11 and following. This is Jesus here. And as he heard these things, he added and spake a parable. Because he was nigh unto Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. And he said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom... And to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds, and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him, and sent a message after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man gained by his trading. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. He saith unto him, Well, well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in very little, have thou authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained five pounds. And he said, Likewise to him, be thou also over five cities. And another came, saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin, for I feared thee. Because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up that thou, thou laidest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. And he said unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest not thou the mo- my money into the bank? that at my coming I might have required mine own with usury. And he said unto them that stood by, Take from him that, that, the pound, and give it to him that hath ten pounds. And they said unto him, Lord, he hath ten pounds. For I say unto you, that unto every one which hath shall be given, and from him that hath not, even that he hath shall be taken away from him. But those mine enemies which would not that I should, I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the opportunity, the ours to be able to share your word. And Lord, I pray that you give me the strength that I need physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I thank you for the service to this point. And Lord, I pray that you would help us be better stewards of what you've entrusted to us. I pray that as our theme this year is to grow, that we would grow in giving, and that we would learn to depend upon you in every area of our life. But specific, specifically for this month, as we're looking at giving, that we would depend upon you for our financial well-being, that our security would not rest in our jobs, our security would not rest in our retirements, our security would not rest in a paycheck or social security check, that our security would rest in you. Father, we thank you for the service to this point. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Stewardship is responsibility. Whenever you hear of a dad that's run out on his family left his family and then doesn't maybe visit the kids because there's maybe been problems between the mom and the dad. There's, there's been a divorce and doesn't visit the kids and doesn't help financially, never around. We would call that individual a deadbeat dad. Why? Because he's shirking his responsibilities. He's more concerned about himself and his happiness and his well-being and the things that he wants in his life than to provide for his children. And because of that, in some ways, though he's not accountable to his family because he's not fulfilling his responsibility. When the world finds out about that, when people find out about, we actually hold that person accountable. We hold them accountable by recognizing that they're a deadbeat dad. And please don't tell me about how to raise kids, sir. Or it could be the other way around, flip it around, it could be a female. But please don't tell me how to raise kids, why? Because you've shirked your responsibility and I'm holding you accountable for that. Don't tell me how to lead my family when you're not willing to lead yours, no matter what the difficulties are. That's neither here nor there. But, it, but even uh, beyond the difficulties, at least if you were fulfilling the responsibilities that you know are right to fulfill, then we might be able to talk. But I'm holding you accountable because you have not fulfilled your responsibilities. So on that subject, sir or ma'am, I refuse to really listen to what you have to say. For example, what if I came up to you this evening and I said, I just want to uh, let you know that, uh, that uh, I- I'm no longer going to study. It just takes too much time, too much effort plus I deal with headaches all the time and you know how hard it is to study and read and, and uh, study the history and the background and the context and all that with headaches and stuff like that so I'm just going to wing it hey, wait a second you're, you're, you're not following through on your responsibility and then you're going to hold me accountable you say how are, you gonna ho- how are we going to hold you accountable with that it's with your feet how do you hold a pastor accountable with your feet you march out the back door, <laughs> right? And see, we've got to understand that we are held responsible because we are stewards. Luke chapter 19 talks about this. I, I, I mentioned to you this morning that responsibility results in accountability. And there there's... You're either going to be one of, of, of one of two stewards, you're either going to be a responsible steward, which we looked at this morning, and the parable of the pounds teaches that everybody is is has a responsibility, but not everybody's going to be responsible. Everybody has a responsibility, but not everyone's going to be responsible. And we talked about how you need to be a responsible steward and that the king is coming back. We mentioned that and we talked about the stewardship of the gospel and how we are to steward the gospel and be sharing the gospel with those around us. And then we talked about that the king has entrusted us with his resources and that everything belongs to the Lord. And the Bible tells us that the master said, I want you to occupy till I come. And I I gave you a description of that. And then I mentioned to you uh, this morning that the king will judge us by how we use our gifts. We're going to be judged by how we use our gifts. And I ended the message with this, and I want you to remember this. This isn't a, a quote of mine. Uh, it's either from John Maxwell or maybe um, or Towns, somebody like that. I'm not quite sure. But I gave you this quote. It's impossible to invest the resources God has given to us without receiving a return. It's impossible. It's not probable, it's impossible to invest the resources that God has given to us without receiving a return. You've heard about, you've seen it, the infomercial Crash Proof Retirement, have you seen that? No, you haven't seen that? There's a commercial out there, good, at least somebody's with me this evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, there, it's called Crash Proof Retirement. You know, they're trying to, it's another form of investment. And so you don't have to worry about it's if the stocks go bad and, you know, the the S&P dives and and we have a recession or or a depression or whatever. You don't have to worry about it because it is crash proof. We will make sure that your money is secure. They can say that all they want. But guess what? If everything goes belly up and the dollar's not worth anything, it's not going to matter. Yeah, you might not have lost your money, but your money's not gonna be worth anything, okay? So really theirs is not, they can't make that kind of promise that it is totally crash-proof, no. But God's made a promise that if we invest in the work of God, we will always receive a return. See, there's two kinds of steward. One is a responsible steward, but secondly, this evening, take a look here. You are not to be an irresponsible steward. You are to be a responsible steward. But you're not to be an irresponsible steward. Take a look in verses 20 through 23. The Bible says, And another came, saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared thee, because thou art an austere man. And thou takest up that thou laidest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. And he saith unto him, out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up, that I laid not down, and reaping, that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest not thou my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required my own with usury. See, the master here, he entrusted his riches to whom he thought would be responsible stewards. Do you realize that our master, the Lord Jesus Christ, he's entrusted each of us with, with certain opportunities. He's entrusted each of us with certain riches. He's entrusted each of us with certain relationships. As we talk about stewardship as a whole, he's entrusted these, us with this. So you know what that means? That he looks at us as responsible stewards. You don't entrust something to somebody who you don't believe has the potential to be responsible. When God looks at us because he's entrusted us with certain things, he looks at us as responsible stewards. But there was one who failed to live up to the expectation of the master. And so many times we'll make excuses why we can't do certain things, but the reason that this man, this servant did not live up to the expectation was not because he couldn't. For example, at 52 years of age, I cannot, it's physically impossible for me to dunk a basketball. I can't do it. And I'm not gonna attempt to do it on a trampoline because I'd fall and break something. You know, that's not happening. It's, it's physically impossible for me to do that. But since God has entrusted every single one of us with a certain amount of riches, with a certain amount of influence, with a certain amount of relationships, uh, 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 all the, with a certain amount of in, intellect, all those things need to be stewarded. We're talking about giving. I understand that. But since God has entrusted us, the way that he looks at us is he's saying to us, when he entrusts us, he's saying, I believe that you're going to be responsible. Is that not what the master did with all these 10 servants? It's amazing, even though you say, well, I thought God knows all, he does know all, but he's still willing to give every man an opportunity. You say, wait a second, is that true? Yes. Prove that to me from the Bible. Well, I think this parable proves it, but I also think in the life of Jesus, not just in a story, but in the life of Jesus, you can see. You say, how can you see that man is, God is willing to give every man an opportunity? Does it not say that he picked 12? He picked 12. But there was one that was a traitor. He gave Judas opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to accept the gift of salvation, but Judas refused. And for us, as he has given us uh, different opportunities. We are to steward them. We're not to be irresponsible stewards. It was not that this man could not live up to the expectation, but he chose not to. See, the irresponsible steward failed to get a return on his master's money. The reason that many people fail As a responsible steward is found in this parable. Here you go. Write this down. You have a wrong concept of gifts. You have a wrong concept of gifts. Take a look at verse 20. And another came saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. You have a wrong concept of gifts. He knew up here that it was the master's pound, but it says, I've kept. The master told him to occupy till he came. The master did not say, keep it till I come. The master said that word occupy is a commercial term, as I mentioned to you, and it means to trade To make an investment. The master specifically said, I want you to make an investment. This man said, I've kept your pound. See, you have a wrong concept of gifts. You think that the gifts are the resources that God has given you are yours to keep. God has not given you what he's given you to keep them. You say, then why, why does God give us what he gives us, whether it be uh, a certain intellect, health abilities, financial abilities, relationship? Why does he give that to us? He gives it to us. One of the reasons is to be a conduit of blessing to others. The reason that we have financial means like we do is to be a conduit of blessing to others. We can see this in a, in another text over in uh, the book of Luke. You can see this, and I believe um, it's in Luke chapter ten, verses thirty through thirty-seven. Luke chapter ten, verses thirty through thirty-seven. We won't turn there, but it's the it's the story or the the, the uh, yeah the story of the good Samaritan. The good Samaritan had those funds to be able to take care of that man that was hurt. See, when we have the concept that what we've been given is ours to keep, we've missed it. You and I, we've been blessed with much. And the Bible plainly te- tells us to whom much is given, much is required. And we are required to be responsible stewards with what the Master has given us. I think another reason why people have a wrong concept of gift, gifts gifts is because they're fearful of losing what they've been given. Amen. They're fearful of losing what they've been given. See the one master laid up for what the what he had been the, the one servant laid up from the from the master what he had been given. Listen, it's not yours or mine to worry if the gifts that we've invested in God's work will be lost. It's not yours to worry about if the gifts that are invested in God's work will be lost. God can make sure that if you're a responsible steward, that you'll receive a return. Let me put it to you this way, because I've heard this in the past, the stories in the past about this, about, well, I, I, I'm not sure about giving because I'm afraid it's, it's going to be misappropriated or mis, misused. I've heard of stories where um, maybe the pastor or the deacon or maybe a Sunday school superintendent or the, the treasurer, they've embezzled God's money. They've stolen money from the church. And so people say, well, I've gone through that, so I'm not going to give to the church because I'm not quite sure what's going to happen to that money. I'm afraid that the money that I've given is going to be embezzled. Well, number one you have the wrong idea of giving you're not giving to the pastor or deacons or the general treasurer you're giving to god first of all number two once you give as an act of worship unto god your responsibility at that point is over but your reward is not you cannot help it if somebody else misappropriates Funds, the funds that you have given, that does not negate that God will not honor or reward you. Because He will. It's a sad thing when people go through that, and I can understand the fear, but let me encourage you that if you do what's right, God's still going to honor you. And oh, by the way, God has a way of revealing. Of revealing that when those things are going on, he lets it get out. And things can be taken care of. What happens is you're fearful of losing what you've been given. See, you'll be judged for your faithfulness. You will not be judged by the way that the funds were used. I believe another reason why people can have a wrong concept of gifts. You believe you're only responsible to return what you've received. You believe you're only responsible to return what you have received. Friends, listen, this evening, whatever the motives are for not being a responsible steward, you have the wrong view of gifts. See, the irresponsible steward is the one that has the wrong concept of gifts. But not only do they have a wrong concept of gifts, letter B, they have a wrong concept of God. You have a wrong concept of God. Take a look at verse 21. Take a look at this concept of God. For I feared thee, because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up that thou laidest not down, and thou and reapest that thou <coughs> excuse me <coughs> didst not sow. You see God as an exacting master. What the worker was basically saying in this parable is that I know that you would punish me if I lost the money that you gave to me. He viewed the master as exacting. He viewed the master as vindictive. And the master said, well, if that's who you believe me to be, if that's what you really think that I am, according to your own words, I'm going to judge you then. If that's the way you think I am, I'm going to judge you according to your own words. See, friends, uh, when we're an irresponsible steward, we have a wrong concept of God. Listen, God is not an exacting master. That's not the way we should look at him. We should look at him as an expecting master. God believes in us or he would not entrust us with certain things. He expects us to do something with what he has entrusted to us. Too many times we feel that God does not expect anything from us. And so we attempt very little for God and ultimately accomplish very little for God. Because we don't think that God expects something from us. I mean, you know, hey, in this society of no contracts, no commitment, no nothing. God does expect certain things from us as Christians. But because we don't look at God the right way, and we think him exacting instead of expecting, we attempt very little for God, and ultimately, as a people of God, we accomplish very little for him. See, God expects us to take what he has entrusted to us and to bring back more. Let me wrap this up this way. There are three attitudes that you can have. Three attitudes that you can have when it comes to stewardship and responsibility. Responsibility results in accountability. That's one of the thrusts that I'm trying to get across. Responsibility results in accountability. Then, let's remember that you can never... It is impossible to invest in the work of God without receiving a return. Okay? And then let's look at God as an expecting God, not an exacting God. So here are three attitudes that we can have. First, we could say this. What's God is mine, and I'm going to take it. What's God's is mine, and I'm going to take it. You say, well, I would never, I would never say that. Well, how does that work out practically? I'm going to live life on my own terms. I'm going to live life on my own terms. I'm going to live life by my own rules. They said it this way in this passage. I believe it's in verse 14. They said, we don't want this man to rule over us. You say, Pastor, I would never say that. But now hold on. Now hold on. I want you to think about something. Is there any of your area of your life where you're not allowing the Lord to rule Completely. So we can have this attitude, what's God's is mine, I'm going to take it. Or secondly, we can have this attitude, what's mine is mine and I'm going to keep it. With this attitude, we're not stealing from God. The first attitude, we're really stealing from God, but we're the saver. We'll not be guilty of taking away anything or destroying anything, but we'll also not be involved in building anything. Or developing anything with his resources. See what happens is. We don't look at the long term investment. Of the responsibility to consider the needs of future generations. What's mine is mine and I'm going to keep it. What's God's is mine and I'm going to take it. Or number three. What's mine is God's. And he can have it. What's mine is God's. And He can have it. See, we realize that everything belongs to God. We understand that stewardship is responsibility. We understand that because we are responsible, we're going to be held accountable. We we understand that we're just trustees of what God has given to us. See, we live underneath the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives, and we understand our stewardship Toward God. It's interesting. God didn't call that servant a deadbeat servant. And to even use that term, deadbeat dad, that's a pretty strong term. But in this parable, Jesus went much, much further. He called that irresponsible steward wicked. Wicked. What type of steward are you? A responsible steward or an irresponsible steward? The wonderful thing about God's grace is If we've fallen underneath the category of irresponsible, do you realize that if we have the right heart attitude and we go back to God and we confess our sin, the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The grace of God restores us once again to be a responsible steward. You say, Pastor, I've messed up for, in different areas of my life. I, maybe I've been stealing for God for I don't know how many years and whatever the case may be. Or I, I haven't used my intellect the way I should. I haven't used my relationships the way I should. I haven't u- utilized my health the way that I should. I haven't utilized my finances the way that I should. I haven't stewarded whatever it may be. God is not an exacting God. He's an expect. God. He's an expecting God. You know what? He wants us. He expects us that when we hear the word and our heart is touched, He expects us to turn back to Him. And when we do, every time you can count on it, if we come with a repentant heart asking for His grace and our mercy in our lives, once again, you don't ever have to worry Ever have to worry if you'll receive it because you will. Let me ask you one more time what type of steward are you? Are you growing in giving?